Welcome to the Change Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, Work Life Fit Expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday night, and here we are on the 31st of January, 2018. I do not know where this month has gone, but what I can tell you is the first month of my book for 2018 has been inspirational and full of lots of fun projects and new connections and self-empowerment and personal development. And I am excited to interview one of my fellow co-authors tonight from book 14. And I want to give justice to her name because it's so beautiful. And I asked her how to phonetically say it. So I've been practicing for the last 10 minutes. So let me tell you about my guest tonight. Her name is Shania Adams, also fondly known as Coach Adams. I love the energy that she brings. We've talked on the phone, we've done some social media back and forth and some email, but I feel that she really takes her clients on a customized journey of what she declares purpose and destiny. She loves personal and professional coaching. She gives her clients tools to add to what she calls their backpack for their journey. I love that. She enables them to take their lives to the next level. So Coach Adam sounds like she's in it to win it. She is a very busy coach, and she loves to help her clients be busy achieving their goals, helping them fuel their passion, and ultimately winning the game of life. She is uplifting and rejuvenating. She does a lot of motivational seminars and workshops, and her goal is to design them to provide all of her attendees with valuable tools to put once again in that backpack on this journey called life. So Coach Adams, welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here on this Winner's Wednesday. Oh, I like that. It is a Winner's <laughs> Wednesday. And you know what's I funny is I had, right? I had one of those you know, busy days and being a work-life balance expert, I always say to people, sometimes you have to ebb and flow. So today, Coach Adams, I had to take my own advice, but I didn't get my exercise in until five o'clock. So I've done a one-hour Zumba class for you. So I'm in it to win it with you. I've got lots of energy. So are you ready to get into this interview? Oh, most definitely. I am ready. Let's have some fun. Well, I am thrilled. I First of all, it's an honor to be a co-author with you in the Change Book series, which remains the number one fastest growing personal development book across the globe. And I know we're getting ready to finish up with book 15. So here we are now, Coach Adams, at 300 co-authors spanning the globe in 26 countries. So my question to you is, 
when Jim and Jim decided to speak with you and want you to be part of this eclectic, amazing community, why did you say yes and kind of give us a little thought process of where you've been since you said yes to joining us? Wow. Why did I say yes? You know, what was interesting is the first time I wasn't sure. So I had questions. I had to step back and do some research. And once I really understood, I thought, wow, what an amazing opportunity. Um, And so I said yes, because I saw it as an amazing opportunity. I thought, wow, what a great way to leave a little piece of legacy because, you know, books go far beyond one sunrise and sunset. You know, someone, when I'm gone, will be reading the change, insight into empowerment, um, and hopefully, you know, the power of words on page 103 of (laughs) change book number 14, and there'll be an impact that's made. And so I saw this as a great opportunity to leave a little piece of legacy and to make an impact into the lives of individuals that I may not be able to personally connect with. So that's why I said yes. Well, that's, that's beautiful. And, and sometimes I just want to just reframe what you just said, because I think it's really important how you answered that. It wasn't the right time for you, maybe when you first spoke to them and you needed to go away and kind of do your own due diligence and, and maybe get some clarity and revisit your why for if that was something you wanted to do. And then once you were able to, I call it when we coach ourselves, because not only do we need to coach ourselves and we also need to be coached, but sometimes I think we can become complacent and forget to put ourselves through some of those thought processes. So I'm certainly glad that you decided to join us when the time was right. There's three small paragraphs of your chapter which I love the title, The Power of Words. I love words. And I would like to read it to you, if I may, and share it with the listeners. So this is Coach Adams, and she is in book 14, and her chapter is entitled The Power of Words. And right out of the gate, reading your chapter again, because I read it when book 14 came out a few months ago. And it's funny, because whenever I reread something, there's always another little nugget. And today I thought, these are the three paragraphs that I'd like to read back to you. So here we go. Words build us up or tear us down. They are either a plus or a minus that takes root in the garden of our lives. The words that have been deposited into our lives breathe life or death. Words are both negative and positive seeds of energy, creating tears or empowerment. On our journey, the goal is to be empowered. Words shape our core and our values, which renders or takes power. The words that have been deposited into our lives, into our emotional bank account, establishes how we view the world. How we view the world determines what limits or possibilities we perceive. Words carry great weight and power. If they are the right words and have been effectively converted, the effects are positive. Adversely, the same is true on the opposite end of the spectrum, negatively. I love that. And the reason I love it, and here is my question for you, is I feel that the foundation of your coaching lies within these three paragraphs. 
And I'm sure that you have a lot of clients or you've done a lot of group work and some of your seminars. And I think all of us have a little bit of that inner child that needs to be healed. So coach Adams, how do you even start to peel the layers when you talk about that last sentence that I just read, when someone has adversely had the opposite of hearing those negative words and just are really struggling to let it go. What is your coaching style for someone who is struggling with not being able to maybe move on with their life or they have that, that hurt inner child still? Well, first we have to identify the hurt inner child. And it's so interesting because I had a coaching session um, last week specifically with a young lady and she was sharing some things with me and she was saying, you know, Coach Adams, I don't know why I feel this way, but when I'm in this environment, I'm feeling a certain kind of way, but I don't know why and it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I said, you know, we really have to get to the root cause of why you're feeling this way. Because if you don't identify why you're feeling that way, you won't be able to move to the next level. And Deb, I know you know as a fellow coach that coaching is about moving forward. So we have to touch on those past issues, but the goal is so we can move forward. And I have grown to learn based on my own journey that exactly what I wrote, which I'm so passionate about, this power of words, and I know you've read the whole chapter, so you got a sense of my story, how it connects. So I learned early on the significance of words. And when people are stuck and struggling, it was some word or situation that occurred that got them to that place of being stuck. Because we know words are not just, in what I speak, it can be in a spoken gesture, unspoken gesture, not just in what is being spoken. And so for this individual, for example, she had to really dig deep and she realized, wow, I had no idea. So that discovery, I love taking people to that journey of discovery where they have the aha moment of the connector because now their story can change. They have the opportunity to write, you know, to paint on this new canvas and the next page is different because they've had the aha moment. So that discovery for me is so key in taking my clients on that journey. Well, and we also have something else in common too is our dads. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I volunteer at my local hospice every week. So again, I know you write about your childhood and all the difficulties you've had with eczema. And I can't even imagine what that was like for you. But I know if I asked you, if you would go back and change anything, I'm pretty sure you'd tell me you wouldn't because you wouldn't be such a fabulous coach today if you didn't have all those lessons and I call them emotional trials and tribulations. You, you talk about your dad and how he didn't um, come out of the surgery in a conscious state of mind. How are you able to, as a coach, because I think this is a really important question. It's really easy for us to offer coaching But as a human being, sometimes it's really hard to switch out of that emotional mind into logic mind. How old were you when this was all going on for you? And how did you, what coping strategies 
did you or were you able to give back to yourself to get through that or did you get through it? I definitely got through it um, by God's grace, bottom line, because I'm an only child. I was truly the apple of daddy's eye. Our relationship could not have been in a better place. And so for me, when I lost my dad, I felt like I was dying emotionally. And I did not know how to handle those emotions. But I knew that I needed to process them in some way. And it was my faith that really and truly got me through. Without question, I have to say it was my faith in God that got me through. And it was that that continued to be the anchor for me, that even in this most difficult time, I said, now how can I take this and move forward to benefit others? And like you said, Deb, and how key is that, that all of the situations we go through, it makes us a better person if we convert it. Some people use it to stay in victim mode forever. They never recover, like you were saying, or did you recover? And some people use it to stay in that place and justify the why because of whatever the issues were. But I believe that all of the issues are so that we can grow forward, we can be stronger for our ultimate assignment and why we've been placed on the planet. That's beautiful. And you're right. It, it all comes down to the power of words, which to me, I always feel lies in the foundation of mindset. Now, I wanted to also tell you, I really like your website, coachadams.com. Quite fitting, I would say. You have a sentence on there that really struck me today. And I'd like to share it with the listeners because I've never seen a definition for coaching like this. And I think it's beautiful. Coaching is a newer profession, which has synthesized the best from psychology, business, transformation, philosophy, spirituality, and finance to benefit the entrepreneur profession and business owner. Where did this definition come from? You know what's so interesting? I did my formalized coaching skills with Coach University forever ago now. And because coaching was such a new industry, that was the way that they described coaching. And I thought, this is so fitting. I so saw it. I gravitated to it. And it really connected with me. And that's why I ended up putting it on my website because I felt like Without question, this definition really helps one to really understand an industry that for many is new for them to kind of wrap their brain around. I understand an athletic coach. I get that. But someone that's coaching me on my life, I I don't get what that means. And so I thought it was so key to give a greater understanding, and I felt like Coach University did it best. I'm all about why recreate the wheel when the wheel is nice. (laughs) Well, absolutely, and I I think it's brilliant, and I think it's a nice um, culmination of words and industry, and I I read it a couple of times, and I thought, what a nice way to capture it, because we really do land up 
I like to call it waving in and out of those nuances, depending on who we have as the coaching client, because age makes a difference, their background, their vocation. There's so many different dynamics that can be brought forth to a coaching practice. So I just wanted you to know that I, I really was touched by that today and I wanted to mention it. Now, I know that you're a busy lady and I believe you are in, you said, Orange County, California, which I absolutely love. I was there a few years ago for my first time and loved it. What is on the slate for 2018 for you? What goals have you set for yourself and some maybe share with us some of your goals and dreams and aspirations that you've put out there for Coach Adams for this year? I love that question because it is key for individuals to know that we as coaches, that we have vision as well, that we have plans and goals in place, not that we're just coaching others to do their dreams and live out their purpose, but we're doing the same. And so for me, you know, many years ago, I quote unquote defined what I call my full circle of empowerment And this full circle of empowerment, each year I'm looking to grow and develop to another level. And many years ago, um, I think it was four years ago now, I created what I call my Shape Up Win Shop. So a part of my goal this year is to take my Shape Up Win Shop on the road per se. I was doing it twice a year where I was self-producing and hosting it in the Los Angeles area. And I had a number of people say, wow, will you bring it to us? So that's one of the things that I'm focused in on developing this year. In addition to that, I have a personal book project. It's a devotional journal um, that I've started, probably about 65% complete. I want to complete that project. I will complete that project. I know the power of words. I will complete that project this year so that it can be released in 2019. And I'm really excited about investing and sewing into this project that would be my own for me to bring to the marketplace as another piece of my legacy, another piece of me that I can leave, that I can touch and impact individuals that I may not necessarily get to personally, as we talked about earlier, So those are some of the primo things that I'm working on, of course. Every week um, I come to the airwaves like yourself with Motivational Mondays with Coach Adams, Blog Talk Radio as well, always looking to bring more dynamic insight to the listeners, giving them that weekly dose of motivation and inspiration to jumpstart their week. So those are the primary areas of focus and just growing to be a better me in general with each day. Well, I love that. Best version of ourselves every day. Well, I always like to to ask fun questions and put my guests on the spot. So shall we have some fun? Let us have some fun. I love being stretched out of my comfort zone, so go for it. So you can't think about this. You just have to give me... First thing that comes to mind. So if I could bring you back one toy from your childhood, what would it be and why? That is so funny. Um, 
I I would say probably, and I don't know if you remember this, Deb, the Cabbage Patch, <laughs> the Cabbage Patch doll. But I don't know why. <laughs> it's like I just have fond memories of the Cabbage Patch doll. I thought it was like the coolest doll because it had a certification. They were all, I think what it is is I love the uniqueness of the Cabbage Patch doll. It felt so special. And that was a special moment. And I think that indirectly, I connect with that because I had to embrace my own uniqueness based on my journey. You know, I remember as a little girl um, touching on the power of words and making connection with what we're talking about, that because I was talked about because of the condition of my skin, you mentioned growing up with eczema or eczema, as some would call it, you know, crying out, this is not me, you know, two people see my individuality, see who I really am. And I think that's what I loved about the Cabbage Patch dolls. They were all so unique and special. Well, I didn't have one till I was 20. And it was a friend of the family bought it for me as a joke. And I remember her name, her name was Monica Nessie. But I think when I was really, really little, like we're going back to the 60s now, I had a Mrs. Beasley doll. And there was a television television show on TV called Family Affair. And the little girl's name on the show was Buffy. And she had the same doll. So to watch this little show after school and have the same doll as, as the girl on that show, like you can only imagine, like I thought that was, you know, that was amazing. Like I had that, you know, this little movie star that I'm watching on TV and I had her doll. So that's funny. So you don't remember your doll's name. I don't, I don't remember the name, but I sure do remember the certification papers, (laughs) you know, and just this unique item that was different than anything I had up until that time. You know, another fond memory is I was so totally into Snoopy. I remember when I got my Snoopy and I would get the little clothes for Snoopy and I had the Snoopy phone. I was Snoopy crazy for a season. Um, But the Cabbage Patch doll was just extra special because of its uniqueness. And I think I really connected with that unique component and realizing that I was a unique person. That was my first awareness that we we are all created uniquely and to embrace that. And the Cabbage Patch, I'm talking about this for the first time. I've never been, I mean, it's like, how did you bring this out? Okay. (laughs) Wow. You took me way back there, Deb. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm not done yet. So I love, I love asking coaches this question because I think it's fun. And you shared with the listeners um, that you were an only child. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I really wanted to be a singer, but I can't sing. <laughs> I used to have visions of, you know, me singing like, and I love Patti LaBelle. Um, I remember as a young adult hearing her um, in concert, but I loved music growing up and I used to like to sing. But I remember this image of, you know, Patti LaBelle throwing the mic down at Universal Amphitheater and she was singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and this beautiful voice vibrating. 
So I wanted to be my version of a Patti LaBelle who had such a beautiful voice, but yet I didn't have that gift to sing. I have the voice. God's given it to me for a different purpose. But when I was little, it was all about I want to sing. Well, I'm going to tell you, the beauty of doing this radio show is I know almost all of the co-authors or I've interviewed them or I've spoke to them. So you need to connect with Eden Adele. She is in Chicago and she is a Snoopy fanatic. She always is posting Snoopy and loves Snoopy. And Charlene Renault, who's a fellow Canadian and lives an hour away from where I live in Chatham, Ontario, she's going to say to you, Coach Adams, I took singing lessons at 44 years old, so it's never too late. She would encourage you to sing. So you definitely need to reach out to those two ladies because it's just the synergy of this interview. And as we're talking, I'm thinking about the two of them, and I, I definitely think you should connect with them. And you know what? I will, and I thank you for that. And I do sing. I sing a joyful noise. <laughs> I don't well, let hold I- me back. But I'm saying Charlene tells me, me that they all have hope. <laughs> Charlene is she I remember she got to sing the national anthem because uh, she lives fairly close to the uh, Detroit border. And uh, that was a magical moment for her after she started singing when she got to sing the American anthem, I believe, at a Detroit Tigers game. So that, it's just it's a small world. So I'm going to ask you one more. OK. If you were going to bury a time capsule, let's say I'm going to let you bury it on Friday. I'm going to give you two days. What would you put in it? Hmm. Just for two days? No, you have to bury it on Friday. So today's Wednesday. So I'm going to give you two days to gather what you want to put in your time capsule. So what would you put in it and why? I think that I would probably put in it a Bible because that's my anchor, understanding the significance of that being the greatest word base along with, hmm, am I giving it to my, am I discovering it or is it for someone else to discover? Because I think that would make a difference. You're putting it in and burying it. So we don't know who's discovering it. Correct. Okay, so Bible still in there. I think I would leave a note for the person that would find it, a note of empowerment that would truly give them something to move to the next level in their lives, not knowing what that is, but generically. Words of empowerment and the word, which was my source. Now, I wanted to segue for a minute, and I'd like to go back and talk about uh, the younger Coach Adams before she was a coach. And you share about your childhood and having eczema and how difficult that that was, especially I'm, I'm sure in school. And I'm sure you probably were on the wrong end of receiving some unkind words and some bullying. So knowing what you know now, and the coaching experience and education that you've taken, what would you say to that young girl that had eczema that was in school? What would Coach Adams say to that young girl? I would tell her that you have to know your own self-worth 
and who you are, separate and apart from others' words that may be spoken. And the greatest asset you have is to know that you don't have to internalize every word that is spoken. That's beautiful. I almost want you to say it one more time. That is my truth. We Just because a word is spoken, and I had to learn this, it doesn't mean that it's truth, and it doesn't mean that I have to give it life. People can say whatever they want to say, and they will. And now with social media and all of that, it's crazy. People just go on rants. I remember when I started my blog talk radio, and I had someone, they did some hurtful words on Facebook. And the coach, as you talked about, I had to coach myself. Like, you don't have to take on those words. That's just their point of view. And so understanding that, there's great value that I don't have to internalize, I don't have to embrace, I don't have to own every word that is spoken. But I also have a responsibility about the words that I speak as well. Well, I do not think you could give any more power to those words, Coach. Oh, you're so sweet, Deb. Thank you. Now, you talk about coaching empowerment in your chapter, and then you go into an action plan. And I would like to just spend the next few minutes kind of digging into this because I wanted to leave enough time because I think it's really powerful. And you talk about trigger words that are intentional and deliberate and that each of the words that you put into your chapter are designed to support us on the life journey that you talk about. But it also helps us be more equipped to how you frame it as maintaining our focus. So I'd like to just talk about each of the words. And I'd like to know if this is part of your daily mantra of living and also part of always your action plan when coaching. So you talk about the first word being awareness. So just give the listeners a a snapshot of what that means when you're talking about an action plan and getting ready to implement it. Well, this awareness is consciousness. And I realized on my journey that so often, and I'll use this in a context of a restaurant, because I don't think anyone listening in has never gone to a restaurant. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if it's you know, a McDonald's or if it's a fine dining restaurant. Everybody's been to some type of restaurant. But if you notice when someone asks you your order, they get into this little routine, almost like a little robot, because they're on autopilot. And when we don't have this awareness, that's when the words can start to deposit in us and take on greater power because we're not aware. And next thing we know, we're like, okay, where did that word come from? Because words are constantly being released in the atmosphere through the songs that we listen to, through the media, when we're looking at something, you know, visually on TV or in a movie or whatever, words are everywhere. So if we're not aware of those words, we don't have that consciousness of those words, they will make a deposit and that positive can be, I mean, that make a deposit and that deposit can be a negative effect if we are not aware. So that consciousness, having that awareness. 
Well, and it makes me think of a couple of things that I just want to touch on is I love the word metacognition. I Neuroscience is my background in school, and it's all about thinking the way you think. And you pulled it out with this awareness uh, in your writing. Words are energy, but I think we have to be really cognizant not to deposit any emotion in it when we're framing that awareness for an action plan. And I think that's also really kind of crucial to value add to that. So I love that. Okay, second word is recognize. So walk us through an overview of why that comes and follows awareness. Well, when we understand that we have to be conscious, we have to, without question, recognize that words matter and they are powerful. I think that so many of us, self-included, until I really understood this, we lessen the power of words. You know, you hear the term growing up, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But many are wounded, like you said, don't recover from situations because of words, whereas those bones have healed. And so many of us, we don't have the awareness, the consciousness, and we don't recognize that words really do matter. They're powerful. They carry weight. And so recognizing this is so key. I love that. Okay, third word is understand. And this is so, oh, yes, go right ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I love this. Can I read this? Because this one jumps off the page and then you can, oh, absolutely. You, can, yes. you can kind of give us your mindset. So you've written the word understand and then you wrote, Words are seeds and words shape our beliefs. We speak and do based on what's on the inside. Now here comes the icing on the cake. Know what's in your emotional bank account. You got you got to tell us where that comes from. I love I love wow. it. Wow. It you know it comes from research, my own experience that, and of course, coaching, that as we talked about, words are powerful. And so often people are struggling with, I'm not achieving my goals, for an example. And they don't know why. And as you dig into their backdrop story, because I believe that it's so important to seek to understand, I learned this from Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. But when we take the time to understand, there's a greater revelation that happens, that there's something that happens. So often when people don't want to stand up in front of a group, for example, I guarantee you that probably when they were little during those life phases being formed, their little files being formed, they had to do a report at school. Somebody talked about them, and it became a wound based on those words. And now they never want to stand up before a group ever again because of that seed that was planted. So we have to understand the deposits that have been made based on all of these words because we are words housed in flesh. 
every word that was spoken into my life, negative or positively, it is who I am. It's not necessarily who I have to become, but it has formed and shaped my thoughts, my beliefs, well, how I see myself, my journey, if I can or cannot. So that understanding is so key. Oh, I agree. I, I love that. And just, you know, never depleting, never allowing your emotional bank account to go into overdraft. I love that. Okay, the next word is evaluate. And I mean, again, I just, I think you've strategically put the power of these words in a certain sequence. So just give us a quick overview about evaluate. Evaluate is just this processing to examine, simply put, um, the deposits that have been made. And when a word is spoken, as we talked about words or energy, I have to evaluate, is this word that's being spoken, is it worthy of a deposit? You know, when you go to the bank and you have a check, that check is worthy, but you can't take a sticky note, piece of paper, it's not worthy for deposit. So the same is true with words. Each word that's spoken, that energy, I have to evaluate, is this word worthy of a deposit? Oh, I love that. Okay, so we've got about two minutes left. Last two words, protect and responsibility. Give us a nice summary and a wrap-up for those. I know that they're self-evident, but just give us Coach Adam's rendition of why, why the sequence ends with those two powerful words. I have to protect the words that I hear and the words that I see. Bottom line, it's my responsibility to protect what is deposited in my emotional bank account. I have to, I have to care for my garden. I remember you referencing that I made that illustration early on in the chapter. So I have that responsibility. How do I take on that responsibility by protecting what I hear, what I see, and what I speak? Understanding that words carry weight and they have power. Love it. Well, I I have learned so much from you and I it's one of the, the beauties that I, I, I just take away every week from coaches and speakers and authors that make up this amazing, beautiful community of ours in the change book series. So I'm just I'm hoping when I come to California in March that uh like you said, even if we only have time for a coffee, I will embrace that time and enjoy it. And I hope that you're proud of your chapter. I'm glad you waited. I'm glad you thought it out. I'm, I'm glad that you decided to embrace the power of words and write such a beautiful chapter. And I loved your energy. And thanks for hanging out with me for the last half hour tonight. Oh, wow, Deb, thank you so much for having me, and I am truly proud of my contribution, and my hope is that it will impact the lives of the reader, and without question, that through this little impartation, that they will have some words that will help them to build their bank account up, their emotional bank account. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on the Changebook Radio Show, and here's to 2018, and the 
amazing goals and, and dreams that you have. And I, I look forward to keeping in touch and, and seeing you step further into your greatness, Coach Adams. Thank you. And I look forward to the same. And coffee, March. <laughs> Absolutely. You're on the list. All right. You take care. Thanks again. I'm always taken back when I interview such amazing, progressive women and men on the Changebook Radio Show. And here's Coach Adams with over 25 years of experience in corporate America. She came from the real estate and property management industry and just taking all those transferable skills and then taking on coaching as kind of part two of her career. And I just love the richness and insight of her motivation and the education that she's bringing to others. Just truly a delight. So I uh, really, really enjoyed this interview. So Coach Adams, book 14, The Power of Words. I highly recommend you read her chapter and get in touch with her. I have her website on the episode info, so you can check it out there. And I have to tell you, February 2018 is going to be one powerhouse month. We've got a special, special sponsor that you're going to have to wait until the first week of Feb, February 7th. Tune in and I'll let you know who our awesome February sponsor is for the month. And we have three powerhouse co-authors from the Change Book series who are scheduled for the remainder of the month. And we also have an expert that I am bringing in from a different industry who I'm also interviewing in February. So I want to thank you for spending 30 minutes out of your day with me and listening to the Change Book radio show. I hope we've enriched you with some new tools tonight that as coach Adam says that you can add to your backpack on this journey called life and as always this is Deb Crow from the Changebook Radio Show and I'll see you next week take care